0: So, hello and welcome to Who Corner to Corner podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined as always by my good friend Paul.
1: Yes, hi, that's me. Hello, that is you. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Though it's uh, it's blooming freezing outside. It is, it's literally it is freezing. Like yeah, minus three thousand, and I have multiple layers about my torso. So yeah, keep keeping well, warm.
0: My radiator is not working in the office, so I've oh, had to great beg shame. the office people for a, for a little heater, so yeah. I'm alright now, I'm, I'm warmed right. up and I can feel excellent. my fingers again. Yeah. But we are, we are not on our own today, are we? No, we, we are not are, indeed. We're not. We have company. We're, we do. We're joined by two men who've made many Huvian uh, fans happy Very the world happy. over Very with happy. their uh, excellent figure range. So we're joined by uh, Mr Aldewar and Mr Ed Barnett-Ward from Character Options. Hello both. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Very well. So, so how's
2: <laughs> the Christmas, Christmas? I'm just eating. Eating poor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear. Yes. And I'm
3: I'm feeling like Father Christmas. You well, you're
0: semi-looking like him as well. The there, The a good of look. My, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, it's not quite as fulsome as it was. I I, I did actually portray the great man himself at the weekend did At you? my daughter's uh, Christmas fair. So, Excellent. how did it go? how was it's that? Awesome, Ed. I, didn't I think from a certain point of view, maybe I am Father Christmas. I mean, I make toys. Oh. Well, yeah. But, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. <a> <laughs> you <laughs> heard it here
1: first, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Ed Barnett Ward is Father Christmas.
0: <laughs> Have you ever seen Ed and Father Christmas in the same room Never together? together. <laughs>
3: I always thought Buzz and Woody should worship me as a god as
4: well. Yes, yeah, so that seems
0: reasonable to me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, guys, we've got a, a whole host of questions for oh you both goodness. today. Yes, we so, do. So, um, we'll see how many we can get through before we run out of time. So, um, before we kind of get specifically into the figures and things, tell us um, how you both first discovered Doctor Who and what made you a
2: fan. Who wants to get? You go first, Ed. You go first.
3: Ed. Okay. Well. Um so, my dad made the series. Um, my dad was a television cameraman, and oh, he started wow. his career at the BBC. And uh, he made um, all of uh, pretty much all of Hartnell's, definitely all of Troughton's. And um, the one of the last things he did at the BBC before uh, moving to the southwest. I was brought up in Devon, and um, he moved down. To switch sides from BBC to ITV to independent TV, but um, the last thing he did was the the colour tests for the. um, One of the last things he did was the colour tests for the opening titles of John Pertwins. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, Okay, brilliant. First colour titles. Uh, So um, I've got uh, behind me is uh, extensive, (laughs) many volumes of his. Uh, Memoirs, which are condensed-down diaries. And uh, in those, uh, he's got all of his uh, recording dates and transmission dates and things. Oh, fantastic. So I I know, you know, I can watch an older episode and pretty much know which camera is his. So when the Cybermen break out in Tomb, I know that that classic shot of them ripping through is, uh, is his oh, camera that's, work oh, that's great um, so yeah when I was young um, our scrap paper was always um, old scripts was, it? <laughs> it was chucked out um, yeah, well oh, yeah, and, yeah and so I've probably doodled on old Doctor Who's <laughs> <laughs> scripts which now feels Massively sacrilegious. <laughs> but, I know. What's what's that? Um, oh, it's just
1: the back of the evil of the Daleks or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah let's yeah. draw a house.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's. that's that's just you know the way it was. Oh, so wow. so it, has so, it been so, yeah, nice? I, I, uh, I, I, my, but I, I. But myself as a fan, mm. I probably really got into Doctor Who when they did the. Yeah, they did a retrospective in the in the seventies um, of. Uh, um uh, uh on at six o'clock on bbc t two i right. showed um a different uh, era um and and that's how i sort of got my who education um it, it's um yeah yeah and uh and i but tom baker was mm. my doctor and um i've loved the series ever since yeah,
1: yeah. Has, I mean, that, uh, that's a heck of a connection to the show, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, your dad was a cameraman. That's that's awesome.
0: Ed, has it been nice watching the recent uh, collection set of the Hartnell stories and seeing all the stuff that your dad was doing in in HD?
3: Yeah, um, uh, it, it's um, it's really funny because, um, well, my dad passed this year, so right. it's uh, it's been quite it's been quite hard. <laughs> these these connections they they they're sort of they are very uh, personal but mm. it, it's it's so funny because when you go back to the the anniversary when they mm. did um, the uh, adventures in time sort of creation of uh, of uh, how how the series was came to be yeah uh, my my dad sent me <laughs> <laughs> and quite a hilarious essay about everything that they got wrong, <laughs> and and uh, the detailing. It was the same. But one of his biggest bugbears is that, um, is that it seems like the history of television always portrays um, the actual act of making television in the same way that film is made. They use the wrong terminology, so um, it, it's just. Things were happening mm. in a way that just don't didn't really happen in in TV, and of course he had a lot to say about um, the inaccuracy of the cameras they were using as well. That there were the wrong cameras. Oh, right. uh, there was, there, they were not the cameras they had at Lime Grove. <laughs> right. But even he conceded that it would not be possible for them to mm. get hold of the cameras that they had at Lime Grove. So they were using just era that era cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, I mean it's uh it it, it is um big, yeah, it's, big it's, it's always it's always good to see those uh those those classic episodes. Mm. So that's brilliant. So Al, yeah. how how about you?
1: No, what what was your
0: discovery for Doctor Who? I knew I should have gone first because is much
2: more excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you stop that? I you yeah. saw it one day on T V and <laughs> Um Mine just, you know, it's just early memories. I mean, it's weird. Our family are kind of, so there was four kids and my family is very firmly divided into my uh, younger sister and my elder, uh, second eldest brother, who are very much take it or leave it with sci-fi. You know, not not that bothered about it. And then there's my eldest brother and myself who are just Mm. like, (laughs) You know, we're straight straight in there. So my earliest memories of Doctor Who were probably, I certainly saw some black and white stuff, Hmm. a very vague memory. I remember watching John Pertwee, and I certainly remember seeing John Pertwee's final season I, I always yeah. just always liked it. I mean, I've I've said this before, a couple of, in a couple of places. I there's there's something about the Pertwee era, um, and I don't think it's been captured since. And I don't know whether it was a combination of the way they shot it or the music mm. or whatever. But for me, as a kid, I've found a lot of that Pertwee era of quite unsettling it really made you a little bit unsure of the world yeah in some ways it, it has a very sp- and even to this day there's there's certain things that you know just a little note or whatever that just makes you feel a bit weird and then it's and i'm kind of like ed tom baker was my 100 percent my doctor because when mm. he came along i just i remember to this day i was lying on the living room because I grew up in Scotland so we were in the house and the fire was on and TV was on in the corner and I remember lying on the floor and Tom Baker regenerated and I remember, the, I remember his first, so when he regenerated it was like oh this is going to be a bit different and then, yeah. and then I remember his first story Robot and the fact that it obviously it was a John Pertwee story repurposed but I remember my mum saying I'm not sure I like this guy. He's a bit weird. And I remember going, that guy's bloody fantastic. You know, not as that, as my appearance, but I was like, oh my God, he's just, he's so different. And I, and that, yeah. the whole, everything was brighter, a little bit more positive, a little bit fun and eccentric and all that other kind of quite cool mm. stuff that for me came with Tom Baker. And it kind of just, I think I, I certainly liked it, but from that moment on, I, I loved it. It, and it was yeah, it was yeah. always that reassuring thing on a Saturday you just sports scene would finish and Doctor Who would come on. Yeah. So it was just just part
1: of the T V landscape, wasn't it? And and part of growing up that it was it was always there and it was
2: always like a reassuring yeah, I got presence one. on T V. Exactly. I've got two heroes, Doctor Who and Basil Brush. You know. There
1: you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's that's seventies Saturday boom, boom. night
2: sorted yeah. really, <laughs> isn't it? Saturday, yeah. <laughs> Basil Brush, that's like what it's all about. This day, nobody can nobody can tell me anything is wrong with Basil Brush because Boom, <laughs> boom! Absolutely, <you> know, <laughs> to the to the end.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, love Basil Brush. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Basil Brush as well. Yeah,
2: we should do a Basil Brush podcast. That's what we should do. Bring back those old episodes. Well here's the or question: What happened to the original Basil Brush puppet? Because it- what do you mean puppet? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so he just retired so then, didn't he he was a was fox he was a, a was
1: real a... fox with a hand up is anyway yes go on
2: <laughs> yeah but I'd, I'd, I would love to see the original because the new one as much as I like yeah. is not the same as the old one I would love it's never it. the same no no no, so no. I would love no. to know what happened and whether you can go and see that but there you go yes yeah. I a brush podcast with you
0: <laughs> so yeah there's there's a story though, is isn't there just just uh, diverging for a moment but it's it's a bit like with old Doctor Who episodes and stuff mm. in a way back then there was probably no real kind of future thinking or th- thought that you know this stuff might be of interest to people later. So when that Basil puppet probably got, you know, a bit worn out, it probably just got junked, unfortunately. It and, is, and you, it, you know. it probably
2: got done several times. And it's one of the interesting things I find about the Daleks, because obviously every time we mm. talk about a history of the Daleks set, you, I kind of dive into the... But the general <laughs> mistreatment of those props, given how kind of important they were on a recurring basis that i scale. know yeah mm. <laughs> staggering Di- yeah. Well, Shocking. my mac is about to shut down give me <clears> speak <throat> to ed and i will be back in two minutes with a Go on in. all right <laughs> let's, let's, in let's do that so well ed well,
3: what- it's funny the basil brush mm. thing because again i was just thinking there's a, a uh, reading back through a lot of these things were created by Behind the scenes, BBC personnel. Yeah, yeah as both Basil Brush and um, uh, and Paddington came from came from uh, um, people who worked behind mm. camera, not not regular creatives, and they they um they sort of they sort of evolved uh, into. Uh, 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 these m- much-loved things, but it's it, yeah. W- when you sort of read about the early days of TV, it's such a completely different landscape. Mm, it's not yeah. It wasn't there was a, a was much, much more, much more um, sort of I don't know collegiate kind of people all everyone working together to create the mm. thing without any really meant any much idea what it was that they were doing they. They they just tr- tried so many ideas, and yeah. the the philosophy sort of went all the way down to um, hiring. So my dad was um, didn't know what he wanted to do. He just knew that he wanted to leave Acton. He came from a yeah. very very poor working class background. He used to joke that people would bully him and say, "I bet you've got newspapers on your table rather than the tablecloth," and he. Did have newspapers on his table rather than tablecloth, and didn't think anything of it. So when people kind Quite of right. tried to use mm. that as a stick to beat him with, mm. like, well, that's my life. Yeah, mm, yeah. And so what? Yeah. So what? And um, <laughs> but he, he he knew he wanted to get out of Acton, and um, he he did national service in the RAF. He was a radar technician, and that was really the stepping stone for the rest of his life because um, he 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 excelled there. Um, yeah. Uh, not having had the opportunity to go to university um, and being pretty much failed by the school system. And um, moving on from it, um, he he was taken on from the BBC because of that Mm. uh, electrical engineering background. And they really wanted him for an engineer, but he wanted to be a cameraman. Because his older brother, my Uncle Bill, was a, a lighting designer, lighting technician in movies and um, used to take Dad on set when he was very young. So he talks about seeing Ingrid Bergman in Under Capricorn coming down this staircase, it's one of his Uh earliest memories, and that being an inspiration and seeing the cameraman on this beautiful uh, mole dolly, which was the -the state-of-the-art dolly which they had um, just brought over from Hollywood, um, tracking down with this shot, thinking that was the best thing ever. Mm. Um, and so he um, he actually blagged his way into the BBC. I oh, uh, did he uh, because he got it's a best way. He, he got yeah. a letter um, while he was still in the RAF, um, sort of a- asking him to uh, 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 inviting him on for for an interview. Mm. But the interview that he got wasn't in connection to that letter, and the interview he got. Actually, failed really badly because it was with an engineer, and he wanted to be a cameraman, and the engineer had no interest in yeah. in rubber stamping that. So he actually <laughs> used the original letter to blag a second interview, assuming that <laughs> the two departments wouldn't be connected. Yeah, and, and he was right, and he got it right. He got it right, he, and he got and he got in. Um, and, and yeah, he, he, he always, you know reading about it, they they were always just trying new things, and mm. that sort of creative hotbed is is exactly what gave rise to this series that's been um, with us for well over half a century now. Mm.
1: It well, is, isn't it? It's, it's, it's working on, on, on very limited resources, very limited cash, mm. and just using every ounce of creativity and what you have available to produce something which you know you might think well that's okay it'll do for this episode for this series or whatever and yet on the other on the other side of the screen watching as a kind of seven-year-old eight-year-old ten-year-old whatever you're you're inspired by these things as a viewer And they mean something, those designs, and it doesn't, you know, and and again, I was saying before we came on that I was watching The Horns of Nyman this morning, which was, but when you look at it, you think, well, this is all done in the back of a fag packet at the tail end of the 70s amid strikes and rising inflation and and everything else. And, and yet there is something about those designs and the imagination which bled through onto the screen that just kind of keeps you hooked if you're a fan of this stuff, you know. I I I always found myself really, just excited by the designs and the craft, the the sheer craft of Doctor Who, regardless how ropey some
2: of it looks People by modern People like Roger Murray Leach and some of the stuff that he mm. just literally taking sets onto different levels rather than it using the flat studio. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Blake Seven, but same thing you walk down into the bridge you walk up out of the bridge you walk yeah you oh, i mean that he was just an absolute genius that man he was super
1: that that liberator set with with the hexagons and the different tiered level yeah. flooring it's it's so it's it's got so much depth And so much character to it and and colour and, you know, it it, it just exists. I totally bought into that when I was a kid and I still love it so much today.
2: I think that's the stuff that, I mean, Ed Ed will tell you this because I'm constantly talking about and we'll get into it in more detail, but um, I'm a massive fan of asymmetry because not everything is mm. And things look for me, things look massively. And the Liberator set is, is a good example of, yeah, see the top down view of that set, the way it was laid out, it's massively all over the place. And I think mm. that gives it interest, but it works. Meyer, yeah. Obviously, a lot of digital sculpting. Mm. I'll let Ed take over in a second because he'll say, You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> This <laughs> is is essentially mirroring left to yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And for me, that doesn't always work. And Ed's very aware of that. So he always, you know, it might be just a slight raised lip or a, whatever it is, but we quite often have a debate about oh, there's something, you know, not quite yeah. right. Ed's awesome at doing that kind of stuff. He just, he'll take something uh, like the Jodie Whittaker scan that we originally got. And um, I think it's safe to say but the scan was done in the U.S. and it wasn't the most flattering of scans. And if you ever see, which I'm not sure whether you'd be allowed to, but if you ever saw the sort of before (laughs) and after of of that scan and what produced from it. And it is just, you know, it's just putting life into something because Life is not symmetrical, so yeah, I think, mm-hmm. and all my love of that stuff came from that and I was going to yeah. say you
0: know you, you watch old episodes of you know Doctor Who or anything, and you know, like you said paul it 's you know gaffer tape and fag packets and stuff, but at the time you 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 didn 't know any different or any better and and but now, even watching them now it's it 's about the story isn 't it and and you can kind mm-hmm. of look past a, a wobbly set and you know oh that 's obviously a rubber monster or whatever when the story holds up and, and they all do you know and uh you know i think like you know with, with kids today you know if they were to watch old who they might they might laugh at it or, or or think it looks bad but you have to kind of change your mindset a little bit to it don't you and you know think well that's what it was like back then and and just kind of go with it to an extent i think
2: that's the difficulty nowadays is is with i mean without being they being blatant about it the A lot of stuff is judged out with the social and historical context, and it's absolutely Mm. key. So there is a lot of Doctor Who that is, on the face of it, as you say, it's a good story, but it may be due to casting or makeup or choices. It's slightly uncomfortable to our modern Mm. eyes, but at the time it was the norm. And that's not a justification, it's just a fact. That yeah, mm, so, that's it. yeah. Um, well,
3: it, it sort of is born of the fact that early TV was really theatrical production. Mm. Yes, well, yeah. very much so. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and, and you can see, see it in, in, the in Who. Acting and... style was very mm. was a lot more sort of verbose, It was bigger.
0: So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, I, and I, th- I think that's a problem some people have when they watch you know older films or older Who. Like like you said, Ed, it, it is like theatre. Just ca- captured on multiple cameras, and it, it's completely different in the structure and the way it's done. And you know, the, the way it's all evolved over the years is, is fascinating, you know, and the, the
1: kind of complexity that you get on stuff now. But yeah, but you know what? I mean, that, that tends to give those stories a character of themselves, I think. I mean, a, a good example of this is um, Freya, my daughter, who sometimes does podcasts with us. She's been watching a few of the older episodes, and she always tells me that she, she finds them more. Scary and unsettling than a lot of stuff in 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 the in, you know in the in the modern series, and I think a lot of I, I, I mean I ask why is why is that why do you feel this way you know some sort of weird psych evaluation or something because um, I'm obviously qualified for that but yeah, yeah. you know she, she just says it just looks weird so I just take that to mean everything the lighting and the the, the shots themselves which are actually. When you look at them, really, really dynamic, given yeah, yeah. that these massive cameras didn't really move so much. So, yeah. you know, what, what guys like your, your, your dad managed to achieve, wielding those big, heavy things around in limited space, is really quite extraordinary. And, and also, I think from an acting point of view, on, on those old episodes and
0: films, again, like it's theatre, everything's done largely in one take, whereas now, yes. every, everything is comprised of. Film that's of, live! Yeah, mul- they multiple different. Bring that different back yeah it, well yeah it'd be, it'd be really interesting yeah because then also you know the actors are working at it and actually delivering a scene in full rather than it being
1: comprised of 50 edits. takes or yeah, yeah edits and
0: stuff and yeah. a
2: merry christmas to all of you
1: <laughs> boys and girls right we should bet we should okay. probably better get right. back on topic
0: here though that's we've so, run out of time yeah so i've got a, a question for both of you and um, so Tell us uh, a little bit about your, your job roles at character options and, and tell us b- briefly how you got into the toy oh, business. Yeah, we should have probably started and, with that one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking we'll
2: put it out on yes, one. Yes, we've got half an hour of fluff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll shift you know, this bit back around. My yeah. dad. That's yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'll go first on this one because Ed's not... Part of character options, albeit he's been part of my life now for a <laughs> nigh on twenty five, twenty seven years, isn't it? Something. Oh, that's like that. beautiful. So, beautiful. Um, so I started a character. Well, I got into the toy industry. I left school. Let's go. Went to university up in Aberdeen. Mm. Never go there. It's really cold. <laughs> it's too far away for me. <laughs> too <far> away. Um. <laughs> um and then I went to the U.S. after I left uni college for about a year and then sort of came back. And I'd, I'd, I'd trained in graphics originally um, and my first job was in graphics. And He's brilliant at drawing, yeah, is he? Really? Yeah, brilliant. And really I just basically thought, I really hate this. And I think the people I was working for said, <laughs> uh, he really hates this. It um, so, <laughs> was it kind of obvious then, was it? Yeah, so I completely chanced my arm and applied yeah. to Hasbro um for a job oh, I was okay. woefully underqualified for, and it just happened that they were looking they knew they'd it. get applications from young fools like mm. so so I ended up going there and then I was originally in games and then sort of got more into the product design side as it went on, and then when I went to character, um that was around 2001, um, and then we kind of got the Doctor Who thing in 2004, five. Obviously. Yeah. But that was really my background. I was, I was originally graphics, but I'd always been very hands-on. I'd always built models. I'd always done stuff. So I, 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 I've, <laughs> Ed says I'm brilliant at drawing, but I'm actually, I think, I think I'm very good at doing sketches. I'm not particularly good mm. at the sort of high-end, more detailed stuff. Um, But that was really my way in. And then Ed, who doesn't work for us, but you know, he'll he'll tell you. Um, Well, on you go Ed, the point me. Go on Ed.
3: Um, So I went to university, when when I left sixth form, it was a real toss up whether I I, I did an academic degree or whether I did an art degree. Um, And um, I had a dreadful um, art foundation um, <laughs> <laughs> interview with, which was with a real snob who um, oh. told me that everything I loved would, had no value so, so all of like my portfolio shooter. was filled with mm-hmm. graphic art, my, my interpretations of Judge Dredd and Batman and the rest and he was like you're just copying, it's like no you don't get it I need a character ah. this is what this is my um, interpretation. Yeah, and he said, yeah, well, yeah. if I was to give you a huge amount of money now, what would you do? Would you go and make a film or would you try and create the w- world's greatest painting? And I was like, I'd make a film. Well, make a film? That's I'm not even a, a question. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to university and I studied mm. drama and film studies. Yeah, And I, with the intention of going into the film industry. Um, but due to various uh, unfortunate circumstances in my late teens, I hadn't learned to drive, and I very soon discovered after university that if you couldn't drive, you were totally stuffed with any possibility of getting work in the film industry. Oh, um, Ed,
0: yeah, uh, amen to that. I know a number of camera guys who, who can't drive, or, or they live in London and think the world stops outside the M25, <laughs> and I just think... You, you can't do that kind of work and not be able to drive, or, or you can't do it, like, I should say successfully, that's not right, but you, you can't do it, like, easily or as a full-time job when you're limited like that? Yeah. Uh, I,
3: I kind of... I looked for another routine, so hmm. I, I, I fell back on my art skills and thought I'd go into special effects. Um, I had a number of horrendous... Experiences on low-paid, straight-to-video mm. work. The most salubrious of which was um, a snooker video I did called Q Here for Laughs" with John. Oh, see what they did
1: there, Norman yeah.
3: Wisdom, um, <laughs> and uh, half the academy, uh, half the um, cast of Police Academy. Um, right, doing. <laughs> doing props I think prop I, missed that. I, I want to that see that can, I, I need to see
1: that now yeah. that
3: that must exist somewhere it's on somewhere. youtube it's on is youtube it? the whole thing is on youtube um, brilliant uh so <laughs> yeah so that's so then um there were starting to be rumors that star wars was going to happen mm. again. and so i wrote to a number of people at ilm and uh Different places, including Nick Dubman, who headed up the Creature Shop. Yeah. And he wrote back to me saying, really nice letter saying, uh, love your passion, love everything you're saying, but you have no portfolio. You have nothing to show me Uh, that you're able to do the things that you say you can do. And unless you get more commercial sculpting experience, you're just not going to. You're not going to. You know, fly in this world, no one's going to take a punt um, unless they can see you can do the things you say you can do Mm -hmm. so um, I was like, well how the hell am I going to what's commercial sculpting, I've no idea I was in Golders Green at the time signing on at Finchley Job Centre and in in those days before computers they had, all the jobs were on little cards and I was just doing the thing that you did when you signed on trawling, seeing yeah. anything suitable for me. And there's a little card saying wanted sculptors capable of working to a small scale. Uh, a, a pl- so I was like, okay, I'm going I'm to do that.
1: Give it a go. Um, yeah.
3: And um, that was with a company called Camelot Industrial Artists, CIA, which no longer exists. Mm. And um, I-, I was hired as part of a bet, I discovered afterwards. Part of a bet? <laughs> part of a bet. So the person doing the interview bet he they were two partners in the in the yeah. firm and he he bet his partner that the next person that walked through the door, if they had any minuscule amount of talent he could yeah. turn into a, a sculptor um so I was hired on a one pound bet um and, <laughs> and um all it's like I trading
1: had, places all over again
3: i i i found out what they did i knew that yeah. one of the things they did was a series of um little figurines that were that uh, uh, vivid imaginations used to do um uh, monster wrestlers monsters in my pocket
1: oh yeah i, I remember, remember monsters uh, in yeah. my pocket so yeah, i sculpted
3: yeah. myself as a monster wrestler a caricature of myself as a monster wrestler before i went to the interview and that was all i had to take so mm. then that's it i i trained on, in traditional sculpting um I hadn't like loads of the people that I was with had done art degrees. So their yeah. knowledge of anatomy and everything was way ahead of mine at the, at, at the time. But I, I, I trained traditionally. I did monster wrestlers, bubble bath bottles, and, uh, Camelot worked for Hasbro. So started doing uh-huh. work on things yeah. like action man. Um, and oh, it, I it, remember action man, um, and, uh, I uh, I ended up setting up a branch of Camelot um, mm. in the US. I was there for a, for a couple of years in Los Angeles. So those, that time I did things like uh, Playmates Simpson figures, okay. um, yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings, all mm. uh, um uh, WWF wrestlers, as, WWF as it was, now it's WWE, but WWF wrestlers for um, Jack specific, like yeah, yeah, Rock,
1: yeah.
3: And all those kinds right. of things. Um, but uh, I, I was thinking, did, I, am I wrong? I'm, I'm going crazy, Out <laughs> Was character the really useful games company before it was character?
2: No, no. Um, Is that a separate? That's it, a it, I'm fusing they, things in my <laughs> befuddled you're, 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 yeah, you're not. You're yeah. not wrong in that. Uh, a certain person we both know was running the really mm. useful games. That's company, the connection because that because they got my character.
3: Yeah, me working with them because the first things I did was for really useful games, and that brought yeah. me into the, into character. Um, but. I don't know, honestly. You look at the toy industry. Um, mm. The uh, Hasbro's the grandfather of everyone. There's like Hasbro trains people and spits them out yeah. around the world, and then they they take the people who they work with with them. It tends tends to be so. Yeah. Like, all yeah. the majority of connections that I that I have that I that I do work for now are. Um, ex-Hasbro people. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. um, That um, uh, is such a tragedy. Stockley Park's not there anymore. It was such a brilliant, (laughs) brilliant hotbed of... Talent. Talent, creativity.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah.
3: But, yeah, I mean, as you you tell from talking about the subject, about who, Al and I are very like-minded, though, when it comes to
2: um, yeah. our, uh, our our popular culture so yeah, yeah. Um, so, so how did you guys get together then i mean yeah sorry, sorry i was just going to say and i, I was going to say our our aesthetic i mean it's one of the mm. it's one of the things that i've always almost everyone in life who you meet who's, who's who you commission or ask to do something yeah. If you say you're not happy with it or you have a different viewpoint, you get pushback. But actually Ed's probably the exception to that rule because he'll listen to you and he'll he'll understand it and if he and he and, and he'll he'll either rationalise why he thinks something should be yeah, yeah, Or or he will just say, If that's the way you want it, I'll change it. And I'm it's not done do it. with any mm. this is not done with any bad grace. This is done with like this is what I want, this is what I get I mean we did, we did. I kid you not. F- was it five or six Colin Baker heads? And every mm-hmm. single time, it was a case of not working. We but just sat down and. I had to keep different... taking
3: it off sculptors in in the in the, the the early days of who. Yeah. Every, I mean, things have changed. It's it's so funny. You chart you chart the history of this line. Eighteen years uh, shows you the complete switch in the toy industry from hmm. being. A physical prototype industry where everything is made practically and everything mm. is approved practically. Physical sculptures, hand sculpted, to digital, um, and uh, going sort of. If we go back to about two thousand and eight or yeah around then. I Probably had twenty five guys working for me uh, at design works doing wow. sculpting um, on lots of different lines and each one of those sculptors, each one of those artists sees the world in a different way. Yeah. yeah. And when you, when you get, sometimes you get a likeness, sometimes you get a character and with the best will in the world, you know, that sculptor is not capable of seeing it any other way than the way they see it. And so, and and we had that with Colin. It was It's difficult because it, it sort of again at the time of the show when there wasn't a lot of production stills, um, beautiful resources like mm. Medical History Tour, um, if you know that website, um, uh, it's a it's a uh, an amazing photo archive of of Doctor Who, a repository of of every image that has ever existed, um, oh, uh, uh, w- surpasses the BBC b- because. They've only got before mm. the advent of digital, where everything can just go on a hard drive, and you can get millions of images. They 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 had limited resource, limited space. Mm. They couldn't store everything. You know, you 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 ask for reference for something, and you'd be lucky to get you know mm. three or four images. Right. Which, as we always say in the trade, uh. Um, any model is only as good as the reference you're able to provide for it. You can't you can't make something look just like it looked on screen if you don't know. Yeah, what yeah, it
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, And 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 sorry, I'm just jumping in there, Ed. And, Go for it. Well, so it's weird because in the old days when Ed was doing these physical sculpts, one of the great things mm. was you could put it in your hand and you could turn it this way and that, and you could look at it and you. It's very it's very strange how, when something's in a digital medium, mm. I find it much more easy to miss things because it's not something I'm spinning in my hand. I'm I'm looking at renders and views and yeah. different things. And actually having something in hand and seeing it at the scale it was intended is a is a completely different thing. And it's what <laughs> yeah, Ed and Ed and I always have this thing. It's like. We used to always have to submit things for approval, and mm. you're taking a very high, well, Ed always used to take the most marvellous high resolution shots of, of the sculpts. But of course, if you blow something that's an inch high up to, you know, this Whatever point, it is. Yeah. it's literally, in some cases, it's literally going to look like something painted the head of a match with a face. Because <laughs> you know, that looks shockingly bad. It's like, well, it's not intended to be seen at mm. that size. It's yeah, going to be, yeah. gonna be it's, funny. It's going yeah. to be in your hand at that size, mm. and it's it's amazing how the brain works to sort of fill in. Yeah, that detail. That, that must make, make the, the pre-
3: that's an old, yeah. uh, an old Hartnell sculpt. Um, Fifteen millimeters. They are, to, uh, uh, you know, cross. So it's like, yeah, mm. that's. It, um, uh, those when they were yeah when they were 15 mil wide and a, and a, um, the when we were sculpting those they they were sculpted with yeah. pins you know wow. tiny tiny pins yeah yeah the, literally the, the I, or I've got i I've got i I'll show you my um, yeah. tools of the trade um, oh I've, yeah I've got, um, uh, God, I've got it
1: me old Ed rummages around on his desk looking for the things which he stored yes. and wanted to show. Anyway, up. This is,
3: I forget, it's radio. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so.
1: I can hear the pins. Uh, yeah, just so just the, oh! Th- there we go. Look that's, at. The,
3: that's a number 13 Taranty Spike that I've had my entire career.
1: 13. I thought that was a number 13 as soon as I saw it, Ed. I th- thought, yeah, it's th- a number 13, the whole, that is. Yeah. Um,
3: that, that and the 18. They they will they'll, they'll, they'll do you, um, yeah. But w- you, w- the fine details the wrinkles mm. uh, with uh, a cocktail stick or a, a pin. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that it's um it, it's so
0: kind of for such a big industry and, and the and the way it's being yeah. made is with, like it's with cocktail sticks it and still comes pins. back and, to that. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I'm a big Disney fan, and and I was watching one of the you know kind of documentaries about it. You know and they talked about the origins of it all and it was paper and pencil mm, you know yeah. and, and and ink and all of that that we have now grew from someone drawing on paper yeah, yeah. And, and i just think that is phenomenal that you know and and the same with the figures there and you know it's it seems so kind of you know homemade and every day in a way
1: but but it's it's contributing to something so much massive mm can I can I ask? Do do you ever get the actors in, or you just, or are you just working from reference material? Did you scan their faces? Ed and I, when yeah. scanning
2: first took off, Ed and I did. Um, we did have a couple of occasions. We had Ian McNeese, and we'd got to, we got to scan everybody, really, from yeah. sort of Matt Smith forward. I would say everything was scanned. and I think that's right in saying yeah. Ed. I've got another question.
0: Actually, as fans of the show you know as you both are it must feel like a dream come true getting to work so closely
3: you know on the show and you know with with the figures and everything there's absolutely no doubt that i have made some amazing memories doing this mm. job um some utterly surreal and beautiful experiences i've had um so when we did the, the Carrier Nights for the Shakespeare Code...
1: Oh, yes. We had, yeah. a,
3: had an opportunity. They hadn't done any production photography. And I was like, we need to know what these creatures look like. We'll yeah. all make we, ca- we can't make a figure that without that. And, so <laughs> that. and so they were like, all right, well, they're shooting. Yeah. It's December. It's two weeks before Christmas. They're shooting in the Globe Theatre go down to the night shoot and cap- mm. get what you want. Take so, some pictures. Yeah. So I went I went off down and then I arrived and everyone was really nice but they mm. were basically, I'm really sorry, the shooting schedule's completely upended. I'd arrived uh. at, at like half eleven and yeah. the, 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 the carry nights won't be in, available until about four in the morning. So... so, so <laughs> It's like, you can stay. And I was like, I will not be functioning tomorrow. I'll do an all-nighter tonight. will oh, come back. Um, and I was like, oh, well, just stay and yeah. watch a bit. So they were shooting the crowd reaction scenes from mm. when they break out. And, and, um, and they did that, uh, you know, with effects. So they had one block of completely full audience. And then everyone moved yeah. around and slightly changed their costume. And then they, they worked their way around. So I go into the globe and they go okay so go to the other side where you won't be seen and just and sit down there's a group of people over there so I go and the producers are all there um, and then um, uh, David comes into the arena and he's doing um, he's filming for dr confidential yeah. um, and he came and sat next to me, so I spent an, an hour and a half chatting, chatting with her yeah, yeah. that's amazing and it was just brilliant um and so 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 many other michelle gomez when we when we scanned her in, in a yeah. we, we we got this at the hotel, and they said, oh yeah, you can have a conference room we've got a conference room for you to do right. a and we go in and i, I it was a corridor. With that had the thinnest table you could possibly imagine. And chairs everywhere. And we were like, "Oh God, is this even going to be possible?" And she was so game. She was so. Yeah. She was such a wonderful, just into the whole thing, and and so lovely. And then John Hurt, the anniversary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. He is an absolute hero. Um, um. And he completely lived up to that. Brilliant. What. <laughs> <laughs> it was, we we did the we I asked that classic question: Are you excited to be an action figure? And he, <laughs> was like, I find that my uh, interest in anything is directly proportional to the pay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brilliant response! I like that. <laughs> and, and and
3: it was like as I'm not getting paid to be an action. Yeah, designer. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I think being, being able to chat with him about aliens,
1: mm.
3: yeah, yeah. Awesome. Some yeah. Other I mean, that's,
1: that that would just be it's, awesome. Just, was, just going back to your um, experience at the Globe Theatre, I have to ask a question: Did you end up staying that until four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> or did you? I I, you came back. I
3: stayed till about. I stayed till about half one. Um, that's pretty good. It was yeah. Uh, it's good going. so sort of, you know, it's, it's um Yeah. Yeah, it was... uh, A framer uh, came in, and it was her Mm. birthday on set, so she was overloaded with flowers and presents and, like... Cake! uh, All sorts of... Yeah. I I saw... Okay, this was another time... The first time I met Matt, he hadn't Mm. actually filmed a frame of the show. Right. uh, and I, I, that was at um, Upper Boat Studios, which is a, kind of a weird. I mean, the, the, they don't uh, do this when it was at Rothlock. Yeah, that's the yeah. very traditional kind of studio environment, BBC Studios. You know, you're in a studio. Uh, Upper Boat is this weird industrial estate that they yeah. just kind of co-opted mm. into being a studio. It was just big space that they got. And so you go there, and there are these sort of gloomy 80s, slightly ramshackle buildings, industrial estate buildings. And I pulled up in a, in a car, in a. Um, this part of it was, is just sort of empty yeah. offices.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And Matt was rehearsing in, in, in this, and I just sat and watched him, and I thought instantly, he's going to be brilliant.
1: He, mm, was
3: just, mm. he just had an energy about him. And um, he was, uh, r- again, right from the minute... Uh, so I scanned Matt in a, a little prop store off the main prop storage area <laughs> of the upper boat, which contained, yeah. like, iconic props from the last... Few years, it, the, the the doctor's hand was there in a bottle. Oh, and that the... must have been pretty cool.
2: It was all... it was, Ed, was that because we we scanned? Oh yes, it would have been. Sorry, you're absolutely right. I was going to say because we scanned Matt again, but that was when he was mm. with um, Louise Coleman, wasn't it? And that was at Ruth Lock. That's right. That, that
3: Louis... was a, that was when it moved over to Roth Lock, and actually did him three times. The BBC got me into. Mm. TV centre because they would they they do um, they do these uh, promotional packages which are literally just things that people can edit together who are doing a story on Doctor Who around the world so um, t- the tied in with that is mm. the uh, is the idents so. Um, like the the actors will be there, going. You're watching MBS T V on in Australia, and this is you know Doctor Who. Just these weird links that they they have to yeah. do thousands of. Like and,
0: and subscribe to the Doctor Who YouTube channel. And they
3: <laughs> and they wanted to um, they wanted to uh, get some some just some interesting tech. So they wanted me to to film me scanning him. Um. It, even though actually there was no functional need for us to do mm. that at that stage it was just it was just literally that they, they wanted sure. to just art and then they went they went into um various toy shops and did vox pops with little kids saying do you like the figure and do you think yeah it, uh you know it, it does it really look like them and all that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and all of that stuff had, was dumped to YouTube at one stage, but it's all gone yeah, now. Yeah. Every now and no, again no, really I go no. looking for it, but it's... It's not there. Not there. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there.
0: So um, in a moment we'll we'll talk about the regeneration figure Mm. set, but um, just a quick question that came in from Gallifrey Base and Professor T on there. Um, They asked if the production team has input on what figures you make, or if you guys pitch the ideas. And uh, I suppose it must be quite collaborative because you need to find out what they're doing, and I guess you get kind of early access on stuff. But uh, how how does it all work, and Uh, what what gets decided?
2: uh, Well, they sort of changed. I mean. Right back at the beginning, 2005, we we did have access to, uh, to people on production, mm. um, and they certainly gave us a steer in terms of which characters for that first sort of tranche of product, like the radio-controlled Dalek and the Slitheen and, and uh, stuff like that. It tends to be a case, or it's evolved, and it works very efficiently. Most of the time, we again we'll we'll get some i mean most of the time the bbc tend to be very very good at um storing and getting assets be they digital or photography mm. or, or whatever <clears throat> or access for scanning so you tend to have an idea just from the material you're provided ahead of each series which are the primary characters anyway so to to a certain degree that's that's already sort of pre uh, not pre-decided but um, it was slightly different in the early days because, <laughs> and we've taken some flack over the years for destroyed Cassandra um, no. but uh, <laughs> the empty frame no I think people <laughs> but, love that uh, I cool. think so. we, yeah. it, it can. I think in the early days it was a bit like shooting fish in a barrel because we mm. didn't really know who was going to resonate and who wasn't mm. so we were kind of trying to cover everything and then laterally we kind of get much more of a steer. And also, quite often we're doing stuff almost like it's beaten, and so you can, right. and so yeah. you can sort of pick and choose. The regeneration set is a case in point where that wasn't the case, where we actually did get access very early to stuff, which is which is quite um, unusual. But it was a testament to the fact that every, the minute Russell came on, Mr. Davis, I should say <laughs> 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 uh, but when when Russell T. Davis came on board, it was an absolute testament because it was literally like flipping back for me mm. like flipping back to two thousand and five because suddenly there was there was somebody there who was like, "The only way we 're going to make toys and good toys is wreck yeah. give them this, and it was it was like the, you have to it yeah, was yeah, how the doors yeah. opened again and mm. absolutely fantastic got great access great reference um and um i don't think they could have been more helpful and as i've said before everybody's invested in these things they're not done in isolation yeah toy company company isn't doing their thing in isolation production's not doing their thing in isolation because it's all you know whether people like it or not and it's all commercial at the end of the day Every exactly, yeah. They make money, and a lot of that money goes back into production, so it's a, it's a, mm. it's a, a sort of self-sustaining system. So, yeah, it's, uh, I would say it started very much with a lot of access. That diminished over the years, you know. I, I think Ed and I scanned ev- and got access to every single doctor and every single mm. and talent from 2005 literally up until the Whitaker era when that literally stopped. I think we were we were given material, but we never got a huge amount of access to um, we didn't direct it, crops and materials.
0: (laughs) Why why do you think that was secrets for, you know, keeping things secret? It did become
2: very secretive and and understandably, Mm. you can understand why it becomes secret. The only thing I'd say is on the flip side, again, there's a level of trust, and again, it's back to the Russell T. Davis pre-era and the current era, which is, you know, it's in nobody's interest to leak information. No.
1: Well, I mean, a testament to that would be the regeneration set, wouldn't it? Because you would have known way, way before the rest of us that David Tennant was going to be the doctor, and you'd have to do all your... You know, yeah. everything to get it signed off, to get it modeled, to get it built, to prototype, to, uh, yeah, you know, to ago, construction. Great. Five months. Yeah, t- and, t- and t- and tell nobody us how the set came about. Like that, you know, so. yeah. Yeah.
2: Ed, Ed and I were, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. We knew mm. way, way, way. <laughs> wow.
1: Jeff pulls out his two oh, figures yeah. there, Doctor 13 and 14, <laughs> waving them around. Sorry, okay. Al. Go on.
2: Yeah, no, no. I was just going to say. So it, it, I, I, I get slightly, uh, you know. I think, mm. fairness. I think we had one leak once, and it wasn't even us. It, what happened was that uh, the, uh, the the werewolf, I think, had appeared on a oh, okay, a sales sheet, and uh, through nobody's fault, it it, it, out mm. it does
0: happen sometimes, doesn't it? You know, you you see it with Marvel stuff. You know, I saw the other day on Twitter. A cushion for the next Captain Marvel film that yeah. appeared in in Brazil or something, so the so the new suits got revealed oh, months right. early.
3: How is a yeah, how's a cushion? It's often Lego sets, isn't it?
0: Lego sets as well, but then they're they're not always um, you know accurate to what actually happens no. in the film, are they? No. So you you get excited about something and then actually it just doesn't <laughs> happen at all. But or, or sometimes I, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but. There was quite an infamous um, Hulkbuster figure which, which made yes. for um, in Infinity War with the Hulk coming out of it and that never ended up happening in the film. Yeah. So there's all these Funko Pops and you know giant figures of this thing that they changed their mind about at the last minute <laughs> and I bet, the, I bet the toy company were unhappy to say the least. But, you know.
2: Yeah, well, those kind of things can happen. I'm trying to think of stuff. Well, I mean, obviously, way back in the beginning, we we sort of had our, uh, I think we were, you know, everybody was pleased as punch the um, Christopher Eccleston, ninth Doctor figure came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. Uh, he, he ended up on, um, uh, oh, God, the Jonathan Roy show basically announced that he was leaving. And the, the headline the next day, I think, in the Sun or the Daily Mirror was, oh, toy company is going to have to scrap all this stuff. And it's like, no, we you Like, what one... <laughs> One, that's a new <laughs> series that's coming up. And two, have you any idea how mm. rare that stuff is? <laughs> it's
1: yeah, like, Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly the price just rockets yeah. straight out yeah. there on the
2: collector's market. Prototypes. So, that's
1: the one. <laughs> do you want tell us a little bit about
0: the uh, regeneration set? Because I can see you've got, got yours behind you there, Ed. And uh, I've uh, had mine for a few days now, thanks, thanks to Anne, made a little film with, with them.
2: Oh, gosh, it's difficult. So, well, from my point of view, it it was an interesting process. Um, Funnily enough, the actual figures, I would say less so, because Ed's uh, sculpting was absolutely Mm. superb uh, as it was. Both figures were kind of... We wanted to kind of up the ante a little bit. So both figures, as um, hopefully people can see, I've got a a, a ton more detail in them. For me, the Mm. biggest issue was probably the packaging. We had very few it's assets to box. go on, and we were working yeah. for weeks and weeks and weeks on um, on um, uh, the packaging, just giving different concepts. Mm. We, we finally arrived at one. There it is. And, well.
1: Nice and simple. We finally
2: arrived at one and sort of submitted it, and the, and the, kind of the, the, the feedback was, I think, I think I'm safe in saying, the feedback was, <laughs> it's a a little bit sort of um, uninspiring. And and weirdly, that was kind of like a red rag to a bull to me. So I literally, I've got it on my phone somewhere, but um, I kind of literally, in the space of the weekend, I literally sat down with my sketchbook. I've still got it. In fact, I found it yesterday, and I literally drew that pack exactly as it has turned out. (laughs) It's one of those things where you kind of, you just go, actually it's a good point and i and i take that on yeah. board and 100 right. i agree let's do something different and and mm. completely um it got turned on its head and
0: uh, it's it's a lovely box you know and that kind of you know to to uh, mark that you know transition from from jody's doctor to to david's again and you know to do something special with it and i think in the press release about it you kind of talked a little bit about that and uh, yeah it just, it,
2: well it was just you know um it's just little things like if you do something premium you just look at what people do with premium boxes mm. you know, and it's things like um you know and it's funny you don't see it until you get it in hand and even in the photography it doesn't come across but obviously the spot varnish that's on there versus the man mm, yeah can, and the beautifully reimagined logo that um the the brand team have and the, the new great. old new logo the yeah. new old logo i mean yeah, god bless them when i saw that
1: i, speaking saying, I, like, I love the diamond logo we i've always out, been a big fan yeah, of it.
2: we went down mm. to the studio and they, they literally i think they, they at the sort of presentation told the licensees they had a sort of nine foot diamond logo and i was, <laughs> I
1: was like oh I was beautiful,
2: beautiful. If I could steal that, yeah, I would. I don't <laughs> care. I'd just nick it. Stab um, it, <laughs> it. hanging on the back. Yeah, and 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 it's weird. Design drives a certain because mm. well, obviously there's a certain deco 1920s feel to that logo mm. because of the way it's designed.
1: yeah yeah yeah.
2: So actually, it lends itself to a slightly more minimalist approach, mm. uh, but the aesthetic has to align mm. with. That slightly deco feel. You can't just start adding stuff because it then mm. starts to feel like it's clashing, and that was what was wrong with the packaging at the at the initial bit. Yeah. I don't think anybody right. was happy with it, so it wasn't a surprise when mm. I got the the feedback. And and, and you know, like I say, it was a valid point. And but it it was that thing that because I love a challenge. Um, it was that thing that that sort of feedback that kind of made actually yeah we can do better than this and we can, yeah
0: yeah fired you up a bit yeah. A more yeah. And that's so all have done. Thing. Um, that's not. A bad no, thing, no, not either. at all. No, no. So you've done um there's a there's a first, I think, uh, for you guys in the figures on the fourteenth doctor, isn't there? With with his upper arms. Is that right? No. <laughs> we're talking about Jeff so, so, so that they can
2: they we're can that. Okay. Well, uh, We're talking about the, the yeah. ball joint arms on yeah. the tenth doctor that never materialized in the B and M yes. set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But suddenly, and it was exactly for that reason. It was, a, it was my <laughs> cock up. Because I basically, Oh. <laughs> these things were happening in parallel simultaneously. And I put, and I was like, right, we'll put the ball jointed 10th doctor in the B&M mm. set. No problem. And then at some point I had a conversation with our engineer and I went, sod the B&M set we're going to put the ball joints on the new figure when it comes out so the 14th doctor is going to have the ball jointed arms we left the text on the box <laughs> uh. and in the press release enough, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah so, i think uh, i saw
0: people talking about it on twitter imagine actually, our yeah.
2: consternation uh yeah no it was just one of those things where um and in reality we could have done both but as i say we were trying to up the ante with this figure anyway mm. so Yes, it is a first and it's much, much nicer. But I think it's good to move on and actually Yeah, yeah. It's small
1: incremental yeah. changes, keep things lively, keep the energy fresh, you know. Also it's a premium
2: product and the, and the yeah, B&M exactly. Stuff, yeah. It, it's not that I'm mean, not being negative and people never you know, like it's mm. not, it's not budget. Well it is it's of a sort. You're getting you can't get an action figure out there under I mean I saw some Star Wars action figures yesterday, and they're averaging between twenty-five and thirty pounds now for a six-inch. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Mm, yeah, and and our figures average between, like the premium ones, even average between twelve and fourteen a piece, and the mm. M ones you're yeah, picking th- up I... for basically what seven pound fifty, something like that. It's an yeah. absolute bargain. Um, it is, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's it's fantastic, and you know this set is worth every penny. For I think, I mean. You know, the the website crashed, didn't it? When when the orders went up, yes. And, uh, you know, I think that kind of shows that the popularity, interest, also that that yeah, the interest and that desire to have something kind of you know special like that. And um, I, I remember being here at, at the office, you know, trying for <laughs> like two or three hours for the why is the site not working? Were you did that? Were you like, you know? keep refreshing the page, yeah, waiting yeah. for yeah. it to come up. It's come like, on, come like, on, I need it. It's, it's <laughs> like trying to get concert Sub tickets, tickets to you know? Glastonbury. Yeah. I need yeah. my Doctor Who figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I think you know when it—it's it, kind of all. I mean, I think it's a great. Yeah, I think it's a great. Sort of, it's one song for Jodie's character because her costume never really changed drastically. I know she had the no. and stuff. I like love that that costume. Now, yeah. all all the doctors. Yeah, the echoes so of so all the previous doctors is it. fabulous. Yeah. yeah, and Ed and I had fun because I think I. I think I texted him on a Monday morning and or and said yeah. We forgot the arms
1: <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I was gonna say that must have been quite a challenging one to, to Put together with it, because again, you're saying it's only a small figure, and it's got yeah. to have a lot of detail into it. You've got to see the question marks on the jumper, the the pattern, the weave on the scarf, and everything else, and and, and the and uh, the celery as well. It
2: all hangs on the sculpting. By the way, we didn't mm. have yeah. the arms; I'd just forgotten to send them across, so they were with me by midday. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, <laughs> yeah, he t- I mean, it, it's an interesting one because. Quite often what we do know is we do a high-resolution mm. scan and we give that to Ed, and then he will sort of... So we had the original figure, and Ed then worked from, from his some of his... I'm guessing some of his original data as well because he had all that right. from before, so... Yeah.
1: Mm, mm. Would, you, would you rework any of the older figures with the, with, with the new articulation? Would you go back to any of those and vamp them up a little bit?
2: It's probably, I say, I never say never. I think, I do have a, and it's a personal philosophy of mine. Mm. If ever we re-release a figure, I never try and make it the same as the version before. Mm. And sometimes that annoys people. But for me, something has an intrinsic value at the moment it's made in that moment. Yeah. and And, so I don't see, and I don't like, the point in diminishing the value of somebody's collection because he has Davros Mark One from 2003, <laughs> and we release Davros Mark One and we change all paint mm. ops. For me, that's it. What, it differentiates it, and it, and mm. you know, it doesn't matter whether it's improved or lessened or whatever. But I don't, I don't like retreading old ground. Um, well, it's, a, it's a challenge, like you said earlier, isn't it? You know. The honest answer to the, bolt, to the arm thing is we would change it only if it was necessary, but these, again, a lot of them are for the B&M lines, so um, they are a moment in time. I've
0: got some, um, some maybe quick-fire questions here for you guys, so we'll, we'll run through some of these Go on uh, for a minute. So what's been your biggest selling figure? David Tennant. Which one? Just the standard. All All of them, really. Okay. (laughs) Million figures.
2: The David Tennant figure. Mark, the original David Tennant figure is seven hundred and seventy thousand pieces or thereabouts.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. What's the What's the normal number that you make of a of a figure? Because this the regeneration set was seven and a half thousand, was it?
2: Yeah, it's changed because we do stuff. Um, so that has that has changed, and that's primarily because at mass at mass retail, mm. Tesco's and your Argoses and wherever um, Doctor Who doesn't re- currently doesn't have a uh, presence, and I'm sure that's going to change. But
4: mm-hmm.
2: that means that in essence, um, it's kind of moved towards the collector part of the market rather than kids' yeah. side of the market. And again, I'm, I'm 100% sure that's gonna change going forward into the
1: yeah, I hope so. yeah.
2: series, and I hope so as well. But, so that's meant that the volumes uh, made have, have sort of, uh, not dropped, but they're, you know, the idea is to buy in and sell out. You don't want yeah. stuff left on shelf. So, um, yeah. somewhere I would say between seven and, Twelve is about normal currently,
1: Um, and in the entire run of a figure, right? Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yes, in terms of a production run. And then, but we've, I mean, classically, uh, we've had you know thirty-six thousand pieces go out in one production run, and then another. Yeah. I don't know that one, but um, it varies year to year, and it varies with what the mm. market's doing. And I think yeah, that's yeah. one of the things people sort of, they're always like, oh, this isn't selling as well, and there's a reason that's not, you know, everybody, it's back to your thing on social media. Everybody's an expert. Everybody's <laughs> an expert. Everybody's got, a, everybody's got a platform they can spout on with yeah. authority. And, and in many cases, they, they don't know how um, modern retail um, and production things mm. work. So the the answer the answer is, on any given day, something is more popular, less po- popular. Yeah. Uh, there is retail space for it. There isn't retail space yeah, for yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. in so the zeitgeist variables. of the popular culture. It's not, mm. you know. So it varies and it goes up and up and down. Mm, right. You know, it's like the radio-controlled Dalek. You know, the, that was a massive item for us, but. Radio control in terms of these days is virtually more.
0: yeah yeah yeah. Well, um, right, I've got a couple more questions here. Uh, so we we ask people on Twitter and Facebook to send in some questions. For you
1: oh guys. my goodness! Just before so, you do that, Jeff, let me just say because we, we do this before we do any podcasts with guests or, or without guests, and we we do generally get quite a healthy number of responses. People firing in a few questions. But the response we got to you guys going out there was just unreal. Yeah. On all our socials, we have lists, so yeah. apologies, people <laughs> out there, we couldn't <laughs> possibly spend the next forty-eight hours going through every single I one did, of those questions. I did have a look. But
3: I did have a look at it. questions. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at questions, <laughs> and I and I had to say it's like one of those things. Like if 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 the if if the if, the, if each question is. Are we going to yeah. get this character? I know. Are we right. going to get yeah. that character? Is this going to happen? What get? about this one? It's like <laughs> that, the answer is going to be the
2: same to that to that question. It's yeah. like...
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's
2: like, <laughs> it is. It is absolutely. I, I, I would say I'm. I unfortunately, gents, I'm slightly running out of time, but I think we we can do a massive amount of quick fire questions if yeah. that's what you okay. want to do. So
0: some of these might be: uh, Are we going to get this? We're going to get that, but we could just get a quick answer. We'll mix them up. So uh, people really want to see a fugitive doctor and a sasha master figure. Any chance of those?
2: Neither of those on the cards at the moment. Um, okay. I <laughs> I receive on a daily basis. <laughs> Picture, pictures of the Jody figure with Sasha DeWan's head planted on the top of it. Uh, <laughs> um cut and shunt. Cut and shot, literally. Um no, fugitive doctor, oh my god, I would want to. If there was an mm. if there was any chance at all and I've i I've said this before, I've got a wish list, yes, I would hundred percent do a Joe Martin Doctor because I think she owned that part within thirty seconds of being on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: totally. Okay. Uh, any chance of a weeping angel, 13th Doctor?
2: Oh, there's a Ooh. face. It's <laughs> you, not thinking. impossible because the head mm. may fit on the ball joint of the angel's body, although it would be... I'm going to say maybe on that. I don't know. Maybe, yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, what I be about out for that one. Um, all new Doctor Who book club on Twitter asks if there might be a Clara memorial TARDIS, you know, with the flowers on.
3: Gosh, yeah, no, that's come up a few times. Um... Al doesn't remember it. We actually did one as a prototype.
2: Did you? I know where it is as well. We, 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 did, it. we did it. We did we did
3: do it <laughs> one as a prototype, but
2: yeah, um, it would be horrendously expensive just because of the yeah. spray ops involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but again. <laughs> Never
1: say never. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. That's it it's, It must be a difficult one, actually. When you when you've got like um, you've got quite a, a, a vast commercial market or a decent sized commercial market, but then there's a possibility of the collectors mm-hmm. market as well, which is more niche, fewer, vo- you know, a, a, a lower volume, but perhaps higher value yeah. and more longer lasting, perhaps, you know. Yeah, born for a business, I suppose. Are the collectors, so collectors,
2: way you pitch. collectors have 100% kept the line going. There's, there's no mm. doubt about it. I mean, I say thank you at the end of the video reveals that I do, and I genuinely mean that. I mean, I, we're not going to make everyone happy, and some people are going to disagree mm. with what we do. 100%, they've, they've kept that line going. Yeah, but I
1: think it's also um, quite a, a testament to how invested people are in these, in, you know, in the, in, in the figures and, and the, the models, that, you know, they, they, they really want something, to, mm. to to happen to, to be you know they want their favorite character from the show to have on their little bookshelves and that and and, and just go on and collecting and adding to right. their collections and building them up and just you know they just want more of it quite they're a, little, yeah. they're, they're a
3: well, symbolic I think, representation yeah. of your love of the yeah yeah, yeah
2: a little yeah, bit exactly, of ownership yeah. of it and mm. you know you yeah sort and Ed, Ed it out, Ed and like, i know people now that were kids when they started collecting mm. Doctor Who yeah. and not only are they <clears throat> now c- kept with it but they've gone back yeah. into classic Doctor Who and I always think that's it's a bit like Star Trek and all these other places where one feeds into the other you know Mm, mm, people getting into you know with the next era of doctor who with shooty it's going to be amazing people oh yeah kids are going to massively get into that and then they're going to get a bit older and then they're going to go oh i might go back and watch some of the older doctors and then yeah it's a classic series and then it just
0: well that's one of the, the beauties of the show isn't it you know a lot of stuff comes out and it's you know a couple of years on screen and then that's it you know, Doctor Who hopefully keeps going, but it's got all of that.
4: Well, that's,
2: that's why, you know, we get gunned occasionally for our choices, but it's a 50 year <laughs> back catalogue. In fact, there's nearly yeah. a 60 year back catalogue. Mm, mm. There's a lot still to do, but it's yeah, not yeah. Doable it's all doable all at still, once. Yeah. So, you know, I always say never, say never. Next <laughs> question, please. So,
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Jackson Temporalson says, What do you both think of the figure photography that people do? Ooh.
2: Were... I'll be honest I don't get a lot of time to look at it
0: I, <laughs> I mean, I, I you're, of, you're busy creating stuff for them to I photograph kind of <laughs> I kind do yeah.
3: and I think it's uh, it's utterly amazing
2: um, there, there's some great the, stuff out there I, yeah. I have seen some stuff that's amazing but to be honest I'm, I mean, I'm really biased here but Ed used to Ed used to send me the most insane photography in the world he would I'd be like, can I get turnaround shots of, of um, Novice Haim? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'd, yeah. get, I'd get six turnaround shots and then I'd get another 24 shots of Novice Haim with an with a M16 machine gun, basically <laughs> blowing, blowing down Cybermen. And I'm like, Ed!
3: That, I am yesterday in it, and I've got 24. I, I did it. I, 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 I did it. And I would always, when when we had new ranges, new sets, yeah. because I'd like to do little vignettes and with them t- together um
2: I still, still I've still got photographs of Mickey Smith with a Reaper gun standing on top of a pile <laughs> <laughs> of Cybermen. Yeah. Of Cybermen. See, this
1: is the thing, right? Because we don't grow up, you know. We, yeah, we, yeah. It's, we, first, we, we we start as kids playing with the toys. Then we get to design and build and make and sell yeah, the toys. Yeah, yeah. But we still play with the toys even yeah. even and at that point. You,
0: you take you take photographs to justify playing with them. Yeah. That's that's the way it goes. Well, on, that, I think
3: I've sort of said at some point. I don't know any publishing yeah. houses out there interested I'd, I'd, I'd do a book um, yeah because I've got oh you totally do a book I've got yeah. three terabytes of photographs
0: Wow. Um, actually do you know what that would be really interesting was there hmm.
3: did, did, was, was there a
0: poster made or well, there's a graphic online of, of all the figures that, that you've done you know across the 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 eras and everything there was no poster, book. Was no seen poster. S- someone's put something together then <laughs> um but a, a book that kind of you know detailed everything and you know that, that would be That'd really be good i'm, I'm laughing uh, at that
2: that's no poster thing because actually it was it was ed that put the poster together and, oh was and it yeah, right. yeah. I, yes
1: that's we don't talk, found but its way online and I, and I literally <laughs> <laughs> what poster we never sanctioned all right
3: a poster. now i'm gonna i'll, I'll say i'll throw this right so so when we did the McNeese figure <laughs> I produced a video a YouTube video of how we made the McNeese figure the story Ooh. of producing the McNeese figure and mm. obviously with any bit of promotional material we do um, uh, I've to run it by I'll run it by Owl I wouldn't do, do it in a isolation so if you go to my mm. affable page on Facebook you'll see behind the scenes things of the sculpts that I do and I do renders glory renders that make them look like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. photographs and stuff. But um, So I, I did this video and the last shot, I wanted to put it in context. So it's the shot of the McNeese fi- figure and it pulls out to all the figures that we did so far. Ah, now yeah. the big problem with that is yeah. that being the person I am in the position I am, I don't always necessarily know <laughs> what's out there. I just know what I've <laughs> done. So I put everything on that image absolutely everything that we we'd done and um i sent it to l and he was like um oh yeah it's great uh fine go ahead post it i not watched it to the end hadn't <laughs> <spent> <laughs> right to the end <laughs> oh, no. he, to the post credit final image and oh, um, oh, no. and, it, and it and it had ten thousand views in an hour and uh, wow. uh, and by lunchtime that day, people had taken it because I did it in full bloody HD.
1: read well. res, the 4K, everything.
3: But, <laughs> and those images still haunt me. They still <laughs> to this day haunt me. The you know we've had the Tamashanta to Tom, but mm. there's a whole that and a whole load of other things that um, either hadn't come out or were just prototypes that will never come out. Um,
2: Honest mistake.
3: Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, it, and I still get beaten
2: over the head with that. From <laughs> not by me, you not by me. Next
3: question. question. I'm not uh, angry. G-
2: I'm just disappointed. <laughs> 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 and it was ten years ago. Get over it. No, i, can't. Move I on. I'm still suffering
3: <laughs> in trauma. I paid so much in, in counselling. <laughs> I can't get <laughs> rid of it. Oh.
0: So. Um, <laughs> Nathan, who's caffeinated chap on Twitter, asks if there might be any future Tardis interior playsets.
2: God, again, never say never. Um, they're hugely expensive to make. We did the yeah. original, which I still absolutely love. I think it was brilliant. We did mm-hmm. we did a, a Matt Smith one. I think it's all tied to the program and the success and awareness and retail yeah, yeah, I bet, thereof. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. uh, successful toy lines. Just exponentially grow the. Mm, so, mm. are we going to do one in isolation? No. Uh, are we ever going to do classic consoles? No. <laughs> but <laughs> never. I know. I know. I know. just I'm just being honest. No. Okay, no, it's good.
1: It's good. Um, it builds Sweeting, your own animal, we, packet. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah, go
2: on.
0: Yeah. Uh, Callum Sweeting on Facebook asks if the history of the Daleks range will continue and will it cover the modern Ooh, series?
2: That's... Yes. It, mm. will. Um, it will. And it will also have some corrective measures. We Ooh. Well, our original Dalek proportions were. Ed's eyebrows are going there. Um, <laughs> the, the, he knows. Well, the, the, the original. Um, The original Dalek we produced in 2005, the proportions were absolutely all over the shop. Um, Mm. There was was a confusion. We didn't realize that the geometry of the new Dalek was exactly the same as the geometry of the old one. Had we known that, we'd probably got it right, but we massively screwed it up. So the 2005 Dalek has a weird, massive, out of proportion, wrong angles, wrong geometry base. Uh, That was then corrected and a brand new Dalek was made. So the, the answer, So quick answer to the question: Yes, hundred uh, percent. It's going to uh, keep going into the new series. Uh, but I'd, when I'd we love had to see one of the the old wrong proportioned one. We will have mm. the new correct one.
0: Right. I'd I'd love to see uh, the the junkyard Dalek and the that black version of that. Oh, as well. from yeah yeah yeah. Revolution. That, that thing was a a beast. Um, but this is oh, a great a Dalek question though. from.
2: That was a drone. I'm sorry you get the True, it was. Yeah. Good point. He's got you there, Jeff. He had you. Daleks Daleks actually turned up to make the point that they weren't Daleks. They did. Just just obliterate them
1: totally. (laughs) I do like those Daleks sets. I think they are really, really special. They are really good, yeah. I just wish I'd always managed to get my hands on them. My B&M doesn't do them at all, or if they do, whenever I go there, God,
3: there's
1: that's another it, million the questions about why don't you sort yeah, that, out B&M uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, let's not get into that one yeah. <laughs> Well, okay,
2: well on, on a... B&M's plus side, they've mo- They've started to move online and I think as of next yes, year you'll find that almost all the Doctor Who stuff will be available online yeah, so yeah, hopefully yeah, the that's... era of the scalper will be over. Yes, I think B&M that is aware good. that there's good. issues going on there with Yeah, the, now they'll um, just have
3: a bot to buy them all
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: well, I, I, I do. I do like their socials. Actually, they do seem to be reasonably good fans the, of the series. Also, yeah, they, their, they, their they do media. some good stuff yeah. on there. Mm. Yeah, yeah
0: they, are. they okay. are. Okay, this question is from <clears throat> Ali Ali Hoswell on Facebook. Will we ever get a Jackie Tyler figure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <clears throat> is that another never say never?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> she's not. A bra- I, I've been asked this a lot. The honest answer is uh, uh, not. Likely, I would say, given all Mm. the other options and primary companions that we have to hopefully, potentially, try and, by hook or by crook, get out there, um, would Jackie be in that, Mm. not in my primary... Maybe for a collector's say, you know. Again, it's probably quite a niche exclusive. one again, isn't
1: it? Yeah, you know? yeah. Do you, you, presumably, you must do quite a fair bit of market research to get a kind of sounding of what the market is kind of hungry for or might entertain.
2: Well, I think Ed and I are both on forums, and we keep a relatively mm. low profile, but we're not oblivious to what people are asking for. Yeah, yeah At the same yeah. time, we're, we're, we are very much, because we don't do many... Especially for B and M, as I say, it's a budget line because we, we're not mm. creating full brand new figures. Mm. Just because of the sheer co- cost of doing that, uh, we have to pick and choose. Yeah, you know, we've got a, a bank and it's a big, fabulous bank yeah, yeah. of bodies and stuff. Yeah. That we can we can adjust and um, redo stuff on, but but you're still limited in some ways. So yeah. Yeah, there's, a there's
1: only so many hours in a day, and yeah, you know, yeah. so much capacity. And, and yeah, produ- and, and, and you
2: know, Doctor Who's not Ed's full time job, and it's not my mm. full time no. job. I mean, it's a very small bit of what I do on a daily basis. Um, yeah, you know, and that's not to you know, people might be surprised about that, but it's just a fact. <gasps> no, no. no, we're, it's, we're, it's, we're, no and so. back to the original thing of you know, are you both massive Doctor Who fans? Hundred percent, I am. But it's my job, and 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 yeah. at the time we're doing a lot of this stuff, both Ed and I are pouring our heart and soul into. And sometimes mm, at the end of that, mm. process, you're knackered. So when people sort of say, "Oh, what's your favourite figure?" It's like, "Oh, God, they all they all they all take so bloody long, and they all <laughs> kind of we kind of, every time we do one of these, things, a little bit of our soul gets yeah, yeah, takes with it. Yeah, I think t- t- <laughs> t- 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 yeah. Ed and I are both kind of like. Yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to say we're not enthusiastic Alan, about it. We absolutely. Are. But no, you are very, very, very l- yeah. so enthusiastic. about yeah. it as well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, know you.
3: I think it's forget, like, it can't be understated. It's the second largest licensed figure yeah. range in history. Mm, yeah. And we got to like two hundred figures way faster than Star Wars did. Yeah, really.
2: Yeah. No, people yeah. don't realise that the sheer no, the sheer, know sheer know size mm. of the Doctor Who action figure line, and yeah, given, massive. given what we do in terms mm. of just being creative, and I bounce everything off Ed, and he comes back with counter-suggestions and stuff, but I mean, by hook or by crook, I mean, about, I think it's safe to say about three, 250, 300 of those were full original figures, and that yeah. extra 100, 120, or whatever we've done is, it's it's just from just been super creative with it yeah yeah, yeah. and and, and um,
0: I, I love the uh, the dark coat version of the 13th doctor that Great must have man. been a, a win for you guys <laughs> like an extra figure with just a, a new paint job on it like that and it was nice and, that and they,
2: inverted um palette i actually like mm. better than her original one if mm. i'm
0: yeah, wondering. yeah it looks really cool yeah, we, i would have liked to have Ray seen Holman. her costume
2: evolve i know she had the tuxedo and there were variants of her costume, but unlike, I think, with the exception, probably, of the Eccleston Doctor. But even he had the changing jumpers. Different t-shirt to now. And then. Yeah. To episode, but she seems like one of the ones where the sort of colour palette and almost everything was set fairly rigidly, and it would be nice yeah. to see Yeah, D- it rigid. didn't change a huge amount. We had the, the yeah. Chinese-style thing in Legend of the Sea oh, yeah. Devils, so there was, there was yeah, that. was that was cool. Yeah. And also in the last story, there quite a but few changes. It, that's what there? I mean. It's like, it's like the but I know what you mean. specific yeah. tuxedo in this, rather mm. than that. You know, Tom Baker, seven years, and he had X. And given that she did three series, but they were spread over, mm. what, six mm. years? Coming back each season, I think, would have been nice to see a bit of evolution, change, rather yeah, than just yeah,
1: yeah. So, can you guys tease anything else that you're working on in the near future? Anything we can share with us? Oh, oh, Ed's what are you for reaching
0: something. for it? Uh, oh, what was that? You're <laughs> <laughs> that was so quick. Who can say? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> well you could, Ed. You could say.
2: <laughs> that yes. Ooh. We're working on History of the Daleks, set number 14. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> That's uh, exciting.
1: Actually,
2: all, all I'll say is the B&M offering for next year, I yeah. think will... Uh, this this year's one, I think, met with a, a little bit of a... Uh, <laughs> partly because due to some very particular... Circumstances. Mm. We had a massive switch around, and we had to do some stuff really fast. And that line came together fast, but it it, it was perhaps I would admittedly it was perhaps less creative than it has been in the past. I would say that. Um, right.
1: I'm not giving anything in away. Years. All I'm
2: saying is, I think if it happens, there'll be some. I think people will be really. Quite and nothing's kicked off yet, but if it, if it if it happens, I think people will be very excited about um, next year's B and M line. Ooh. And we've thrown so, a couple of specials yeah. for for B and M to choose either one or all of them as well. So okay. those are in there as options, and that's re-releases of some mm. figures that. Um, people have wanted re-released for a while.
0: Okay, well that sounds very interesting. Okay, but Ho- Hopefully that will but intriguing. Please, please our listeners. So, um, Al, I know you have to go in a, in a minute, so I think one more question. Go on. Uh, how's the 15th Doctor figure coming along?
2: Very well, well, it's not coming along at all at the moment because we haven't scanned a uh, shooter yet or been given any scanned okay. data. Um, but if you're asking is there going to be one, there will be. Uh,
0: So, um, have you seen the costume?
2: No, we haven't seen
1: seen it. That's what he was (laughs) getting at. Oh, Jeff, that's a bit sneaky for you, mate. (laughs) Uh, What's the Sonic look like? What's the Sonic look like?
2: (laughs) like? (laughs) like?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Describe it to me. Ninja style (laughs)
2: questioning technique. <laughs> do, you know, yeah. do you know what? All I've seen is is the bit in the trailer where he's, yeah. he's clearly wearing talents, sh- sh- yeah. yeah, and tie. Um, but I thought it was a fabulous little mm. second intro to his. Doctor yeah, yeah. I know, they, they, very exciting. these little oh, teasers, yeah. don't they? And they, they hang it. on, it. Oh, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: it's
3: oh, great. It's, cool. it's
2: great. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of anything I can let you know as a <laughs> Oh I have one little exclusive thing I can let you have. <gasps> okay. Yes. Tensor hooks. So people will have known for quite a while that the Emperor Davros figure, we had lost the tooling. Which yep. is why we could never re-release it. We found the tooling. Oh, wow. excellent! We have Brilliant. the tooling very of the Emperor Davros. It's complete. So, oh, uh, yes. when when or if that will ever be released, but there's there's a little exclusive for you. You can have. You can have where where, a, where, just, where free did free you find ball. him? So, Emperor Davros is alive and well and living in the tool shed. Yay! Um, or a tool storage did, facility somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Was it was it
0: a complete chance that you found him? So we're good was it a complete chance that he got found
2: we've actually been doing a um audit of all our tooling uh redundant mm. uh, across the board on absolutely everything um and uh, it's my engineer who um uh, who um works on doctor who and she knows how pissed off i was <laughs> when it was it came to light that it, this had been lost <coughs> um Cause i was like well we can't make that figure again without this and it's the primary sort of yeah 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 rotocast bottom think. section yeah. mm. i was like yeah um you know we we can't make that and that's bloody annoying and all the rest of it blah 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 yeah so she was actually the one that came to me about two months ago and sort of said ah oh, good news and i was like uh, what's yeah. that and she goes we found all the davros two links so. Awesome! It's, well, it's, it's make, almost like finding very happy. It is, it's yeah. like a missing episode. Exactly
1: what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I've, I've, now I, uh, they know, have their own
2: legends. We do get annoying yeah. stuff though that turns up. Mm. Like, like, there's been a thing going on at the moment about an Emperor Dalek figure that somebody's been touting on eBay and sort of saying it's Iris. And I'm like, it's not bloody errors and I've never seen the damn thing before. <laughs> and, it, and, you, and you can, you can, you can say the, that, can and people are like, 3D printing just saying that because it is his. And I'm like. <laughs> you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, people, it's not Irish. I don't know what it's, it's, not lovely. Nice. it's not official. It's lovely, yeah. but it's not Irish. So, you know, crack on. <laughs>
0: well, on, on that brilliant exclusive, we'll uh, say <laughs> thank you very much for talking with us. It's been brilliant. And like you said earlier, Paul, we could probably have talked for, for hours. Well, we've uh, we done well, nearly two Ed hours. And will, yeah.
2: Ed and I will gladly do this again, or you can... Speak to either of oh, us separately. Ed on his yeah. own is is fabulous. I mean, if, if you're talking about the sculpting and stuff, then, <laughs> and not just on Doctor Who, I mean, he's worked on a shed load of stuff, Star Wars. Yeah, I,
0: I think you've both got loads to, to tell. So, yeah, oh, yes. yeah, we'll do that. Perhaps uh, we'll tie it in with the next B&M wave when it comes out. Gentlemen, um, I'm
2: going to leave you if you don't mind because okay. I do. No, need that's fine. You've, you've got a meeting to get to. unfortunately uh, this afternoon, no so worries, no. it was a joy, Keep chatting, and I will uh you you,
1: Again, have a have a good Christmas, Al. All the yes. best for New Year,
2: and yeah, well, hopefully
1: well. we'll see you again. Right, Christ, take Al. care. Thank, Thank you, sir. Speak to you later. soon. Thanks, Thanks Ed. Al, Bye. Ed, thanks, mate. Brilliant. Really, really thanks appreciate your time this week. Thanks very Really audience. enjoyed it. amazing. No so um, all the best. We'll, let, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, right. definitely. You've got a lot of stories to tell there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. All right. Thank you. Take it yeah. easy, Take mate. Take it easy. Bye-bye. bye bye